I'm John Graft, and I love Chicago real estate. Between showings, I stop in my favorite places, talk with local business owners, and bring their story to you. This is my Chicago. So how long have you been in the space? Uh, we opened up here in June last year. So not, the best, not the best timing. <laughs> uh, we luckily avoided getting like getting hit in the riots. Okay. Um, there's scaffolding all around our building, so like everything else got hit. But we, but like when we turn off the lights, it's pretty dark. It was dark, especially like with the scaffolding, so you can yeah. really see. That's good. What's in here, or no one? Like, I bet that was a huge deterrent. Yeah, you don't want to get caught. But like, man, it was, it was a stressful. Because I saw the cameras up. Are you just sitting at home looking? Like, what's happening? To yeah, my I mean, like they tagged the windows and stuff, but it wasn't like someone keyed my window over there recently too. Okay. How'd you choose this location? Um, so having been a lawyer, like this is kind of where our, our guys are. Okay. So that's kind of when. It's right on the beaten path. That's what I figured. Yeah, we want to be where our guys are so they can get to us on, on their lunch break, like after work and stuff. Just pop in. So the space looks really nice. How long did it take you to put all this together? Uh, we started construction here in October, or uh, was it 19? Okay. Um, so about a six month build out. Mm -hmm. Oh, like, once, every, once all the permits are sold and stuff, about a six month build out. We had everything, all the, everything custom made for the most part. Okay. Yeah. I love the lights coming down and everything. It's a really nice touch. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Cabinets are, closets and cabinets are expensive. Yes, yeah. <laughs> did you, yeah, did being you work in, with a designer? Huh? Did you work with a designer? Um, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, they, they're more heavy on the architect side. They're, they do design and architectural work um, since they did help me design a lot of it, but I picked out a lot of the stuff in here too. Okay, it's really clean, and it's it's masculine but not over the top. Yeah, and I really like where everything's laid out, and I feel like the flow of this whole space is. Really yeah, cool. it's everything has a purpose, which mm -hmm. is nice. Um, when we kind of when we created this space, uh, compared to our old space, our old space was really dark. It was very very open. Um, square footage wise is probably a little bit bigger than our space here, but it, it wasn't really well utilized. We, ha we would have everyone come in, we would always use the same small area and the Got rest it. of it kind of go to waste. Um, so it looks grander, maybe. Yeah, it, well that space was definitely a man cave. It was, okay. it was dark and like, <laughs> it was dark. And, and kind of, we have a better idea of who our clientele is at this point. I mean, we do so many things for weddings and uh, we fully launched women's clothing last year as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. so this is, we wanted the space to be a little bit more, a little bit lighter, a little bit more welcoming. Um, but then there's a good flow to it. Like, so the room we're in, the front room is kind of like a showroom area where, where people can see in from the street. And this is kind of the first thing they see. The second room is, it's essentially, everything we have is modular. So it's built out for an event spaces. So we have these like oh, modular nice. bars. Okay. Um, so uh, that's what the second room is for. And then the third room in the back, which is more private and you can't see in from the street, that's where we handle all of our fittings. Okay. So women clothing, what made you want to get into that? How, how do you do that? It seems like a huge stretch for men's clothing. It's, maybe it isn't. It's an extreme challenge. Um, the honest truth is I, I would get hassled by my, I get hassled by my wife all the time. Because <laughs> um, she wanted custom clothes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cause it's so, it's so hard. Like think about how hard it is for you to find clothes that fit and you're pretty standard built. Yeah. Um, women vary much more than men. So it's extremely difficult for women to find high quality clothes. Um, I think women's clothing in general leans towards 
selling the brand as opposed to actual quality. Completely agree. Um, so we were like, you know, let's let's give it a go. And it's, honestly, this is it's been about five years. It's not just like a hey, let's let's do this and we launched it. What you run into with a lot of other people, most people, is they have their men's tailors trying to make women's clothes. That doesn't really work. So you, you can't have someone who their entire life they've been sewing something straight like on a sewing machine and then you all would tell all of a sudden tell them to like make this curve so that's very very difficult why it rarely ever works what happens is like for most custom places you make a women's suit and it just looks like a man's jacket repurposed okay um, with so, some shoulder pads on it and yeah call it well a day. yeah yeah but like our advantage our advantages um there are, are twofold one is that we actually have an in-house like women's designer who specializes in women's clothing, uh, and the other and the other adva huge advantage we have is because everything we make is handmade. It's a lot easier to stitch things, like on a curve, as opposed okay. to like going through the sewing machine. So there's a lot of advantages having things actually handmade uh, that go beyond that. So like if you use a nice fabric, you want to allow it to have like the proper give, mm -hmm. so especially like a soft a little stretch to it. Yeah, especially soft fabric like cashmere. Um, saying like you're sewing two pieces together with the arm or like the sleeve and the, and the jacket, you want it to be able to, you know, have a little bit of give to it, natural give. Um, if you run it through a sewing machine, it's just going to tighten everything up and it kind of like destroys the fabric. So everything here is made by hand, no sewing machines? Uh, we do use sewing machines for some of the inner parts of it, okay. but everything outside is finished and everything that's attached together is done by hand. Got it. Yeah. And why do you want to do this? The long and the short is that I was not able to find a good custom suit myself. Um, and not just in this city, but I had some suits made overseas and I've kind of tried other things as well. And it was all okay. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't great. So I figured I would try to do a better job. Um, when I started, honestly, it was, it was pretty similar to what other people were doing. Um, but about probably gosh, seven years ago, we decided to just throw everything out the window and kind of create our own. We invested in our own own team. Okay. So we uh, we just wanted to make something better. So um, we hand make everything. We only source fabric from Italy and England, um, but that goes beyond just the outer fabric. That's you know uh, the canvassing is custom made in Italy or Germany. The thread comes from Germany. The button mother pearl buttons come from Japan, and we kind of just assemble everything by hand. Um, and then we actually cut it for you as opposed to like a made to measure where it's kind of like they just tweak a few things here and there. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a product that didn't exist in Chicago when we started this. Uh, it still doesn't exist in Chicago today outside of us. Well, it's amazing to hear you're getting buttons from Japan, thread from Germany and yeah. all these different pieces. How do you source those? Uh, I visit. Okay. Uh, that's my, I, I nerd out about this stuff. Um, I like learning how the processes work and, and seeing everything. Mm -hmm. So um, at this point, I've been to about 100, uh, 180 some odd factories around the world. Wow. So between Italy, England, Germany, uh, and China. Um, I want to see how everything is made. That's the only way you're going to actually know, like, learn, learn the product. Um, and it's not like in, in our industry, it's more, it's almost impossible, let's put it that way, to find what you think of that traditional tailor that's making your suit from start to finish. That like one 
old Italian guy who's in the back. Or like being on Seville Row and going in seven times for your thing. Mm -hmm. Well, even on Seville Row, I would say 90% of that is outsourced now. Okay. 90 plus percent of Savile Row is outsourced. So they're doing all the measuring on site and then they're sending it out Correct. to Hong Kong or somewhere else. Correct. Okay. Correct. 90% um, of Savile Row is outsourced. Uh, there may be a handful to a dozen of master tailors left in the entire world that can actually make you a good suit. Um, if you wanted one of those guys to make you a good suit, there's maybe one or two in New York. There's maybe a handful in England, in London, and a handful in Italy. Uh, a, you should expect six to 12 months for your finished garment. And B, you should expect to pay no less than $10,000. Okay. Because that's From their, one of those masters. Yeah, because it's, I mean, if, if it takes them, you know, 40, 50 hours to make a suit. That's how long it's gonna take them. You break it down by the hour. Um, but even those suits, they can make their style of suit, right? So if you go to Milan or you go to Naples, they can make you know, a Milanese jacket or they can make you a Neapolitan jacket. They can't make you an English jacket or a Roman jacket. They can make what they make. So like the houses on Savile Row that still do it there, they can make you an English style jacket, which is very propped up shoulder pads, very slim, very like, you know, you think about your traditional English jackets. They're not gonna make you something that looks casual. They just don't have the ability to, the ability to do that. Um, we are able to house, we have four house styles. Um, so we have an English, a, uh, a Milanese, which is kind of your standard Italian jacket. Okay. Um, we have a Neapolitan jacket, which is probably the most casual of the bunch. And then we have a Roman jacket, which is the most classic of the bunch. Okay. Um, so, you can essentially get your jackets from around the world here. Uh, we're not going to say we do it better than them because they are the masters. They're they're who we're learning everything from. Mm -hmm. But we have a lot more. We do. We are able to offer a lot of variety. The biggest issue in custom suiting today is the Chinese model, okay. which is some kid, a 22-year-old kid sitting at a computer playing on a CAD program and just tweaking your measurements. It comes out, and you might have like a different color color fabric or, or even a nice fabric but you look at the silhouette and you look at the shape of it and it just looks off well you i've read a bunch about the future of clothing where they're going to scan your body be able to custom fit something for yeah. you and it sounds great but it's hard to really grasp yeah, and understand yeah. how that's going to work right yeah because even if it does it you know there's going to be some tailoring after the fact because mm -hmm. there's going to be some mistakes but eventually down the line do you think that's going to be possible uh no well <laughs> Yes, maybe, but not anything like in the next 10 to 20 years. Okay. Uh, the technology just isn't there. Mm -hmm. uh, the comfort level of doing that is not there. So um, how that technology works, and I, again, like having been everywhere, I've seen it. Uh, that technology is just repurposed airport scanner technology. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so that's one. So if you think about it, you put your hands up and it scans around, yeah. right? And it gets you like a close body measurement. So it's the same technology? It's the that? same technology. Okay. Does that use some um, LiDAR? I'm, I'm not, not sure. sure. Okay. I'm not sure. But the biggest issue with that is like, they, they can probably nail your shoulders pretty close for the most part, but you know, American guys can be rounder here and there. That might be a little tricky. They could probably figure that out. But if you have someone who is bigger or, you know, an athlete who has big thighs and their thighs touch, how do you, how do you measure their rise? 
impossible. They have a real wide stance when that You have a real off. wide stance, but then it throws everything else off. Yeah, great point. And they have to be in their underwear or spandex or, you know, it's, it would be really uncomfortable to do, yeah. I think. Um, so there are a lot of people, there have been people who have approached me to try to sell me that technology. They, it's like $30,000 or whatever it is. Um, I'd rather have the guy. I'd rather have you measuring. Yeah, well, m m most most people have, uh, what ends up happening for most of those is like, hey, it looks cool in the corner and it's like a good selling point online, but they never use it. because It's like a lot of AI. People have been talking about AI for years. And I read this study that there's almost 50% of the companies that are talking about doing AI are actually have people in the back doing all the things <laughs> it's supposed to be doing because they're not able to do it completely. Yet. It's it's great in theory, and and if we can get there someday, I'm all for it. We're just we're not we're not remotely close to it at this point. So what does the process look like today when someone comes in and says, "I want to buy a suit"? So we get most of our fittings online, or or through referrals, or uh, or, or wedding consults, etc. Um, they book a fitting online. Mm -hmm. um, we have you come in. We uh, we try to make it as as painless as possible. I saw the booze in the back. Is that what that's for? Uh, yes, there is some. Uh, <laughs> if you would like a drink, we we certainly we certainly won't stop you from that. Um, and uh, yeah, we kind of just get into it. We'll, we kind of go through. It's an hour long process for the most part for first time clients. Um, we get into the nitty gritty of what they need the suit for suit or shirt or bomber or coat or whatever, like what what they're going to wear it for. And then we kind of go through like what you are typically wearing. Um, so your your sense, we try to get a, as much of a sense of your personal style as possible. Um, and then we kind of start to build things out of off, off of that. So what type of questions do you ask and how many measurements do you take? I would say all in all, we take about 37 to 40 measurements. Okay. Uh, not all of those are directly like numbers. So mm -hmm. like we take photo photos as well. So um, little things like we'll notice that you're right-handed just from looking right or left-handed just from looking at you and we'll adjust things accordingly, but that's not really like a, a number. Some people have these like finicky little devices and they'll measure the degree of your shoulders, which is kind of really useless. We, we the kinda, degree of your shoulders? Yeah, like mean? the shoulder slope of your degree to, oh, kinda, the slope. to figure okay. out the difference. Uh, for me, I find it's e easier just visually. Um, we'll put you in a jacket just to, just to see the difference and you can literally see, and we use centimeters, but you can see like the difference between your left and right being, you know, a half inch or three quarters or whatever. Um, and we kind of, we take a lot of, we take a handful of very unique measurements to us uh, that other people don't take as well to ensure, you know, the like perfect what? fitting garment. I don't want to give things away, uh, <laughs> but like little things like we take an armhole measurement. So most people and most of these companies, what they do is they'll- So what's the armhole? So the armhole is this, okay. right? Um, so most people, what they do is they take your bicep measurement uh, and they take your chest measurement and they think they can like figure out your armhole measurements, like in a CAD program or like okay. using a formula. Are but, most people using a CAD program when they're doing these things? Mm -hmm. No kidding, okay. Mm -hmm. I would have never guessed that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's like a formula they use, but it doesn't work. Uh, what happens is you have baggy armholes, you have armholes that are way too high, etc. Um, but it's, it's convenient, it's easy for teaching someone new, like you can kind of get anyone up to speed in doing that. But what happens is like, if you have a guy who's broader chested with smaller arms or, or vice versa or, or whatever, you know, like it just it doesn't, doesn't really work. 
So we, we do a lot of those unique measurements to make sure things are right. So you take the measurements, what's the next step? We go through the fabric design process. Um, we house, we have access to about 45,000 fabrics at any given time. 45,000? 45, 45,000, yeah. And then, so how do you get the digestible for someone like me? Well, we usually, like, once we kind of narrow down to what you're going to wear and what you're looking for and budget and all that, mm -hmm. uh, we're probably going to narrow it down to 50, 50 to 100. Okay. And so then I just go through and select then, from there? Yeah. The, the, the trickiest ones are the ones where someone comes in like, I have no idea what I want. Like, oh, or I want a blue. Well, we have, you know, 15,000 blues. Yeah. Um, but I have about 45,000 fabrics. I would say, it, realistically, most guys are within that, you know, five to $6,000 fabric, five to 6,000 fabric choices. Finished product, five yeah. to six grand for the suit. No, no, no. I'm sorry. No, no, not the not the price. Just, the options. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Between five and six thousand fabrics. Um, the rest of it is there. It's mm -hmm. available. I mean, you get into like crazy, not crazy, just different, more unique patterns or smoking jackets, tuxedos, and, and everything else. The silks, cashmere, etc. More outlier products than what most people are yes. getting. Yeah. Most people just want a suit to work in, to go to an event, right? Something special, but something that's flexible and can work in different suits. Right, 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 right. So like I wear suits and you know, I'm going to a showing, I'm going to a closing, <clears throat> I'm going to an event. Usually it's the same suit, right? I try to get something. We're going to change that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we pick fabrics We um, and then from that, we're going to design everything. So we're going to give you, we're going to have some of our input, obviously, but we're going to have you play designer and you get to design all the details of your jacket, whether that's uh, the style lapel, the lapel width, the style of pockets. Wide lapels I list. have, I, yeah, wide lapels are are currently in. Uh, fashion I like it. It looks cool. I'm over there. I'm like, are mine too small? No, no, no. Um, and then we we design all of that out. Um, we pick out linings. If you want to do a custom lining, we were the. I saw some really cool linings. Yeah, there. I like the one with the bears on it. Yeah, we were the first people to actually do that full custom line, like putting okay. a photo inside. We do it on silk. Oh, that's cool. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, so we can take anything you give us, really, and put it inside oh, the line. Nice. Uh, we can do custom monograms, like in your in your handwriting. Um, for, so we'll put your signature, we'll put notes, or put your company logo, or whatever. So we can do all of that. Um, It'd be great. I can start writing off my suits then. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a. I think it's a, it's a perfect company expense. Yeah. Um, so after after all that. Uh, it's about four weeks to your first fitting. Okay. And then if we... So what's happening in that time in between? We're... So the four week time, timeline breaks down breaks down as such. It takes us about seven to 10 days to order the fabric or from the fabric to arrive to our team from Italy and or England. Um, it takes about 14 days of production. Um, and it takes about 40 hours of actual man work to make an individual suit. Uh, and then the rest of shipping time that we allow for. So are they making the suit first or do you make a template that you start with? How? So we, we design your silhouette concurrently as we order the fabric. Okay. So we're designing things and then once everything is ready, then we're making it. Okay. So you have the four week process and the suit comes <clears throat> in, I come in and try it on. Mm -hmm. And then what are you looking for? We're looking for you to be comfortable. Okay. Um, so at that point it becomes a a personal satisfaction kind of thing. Um, we, we do our best during the initial fitting to, to gauge, you know, what kind of style you wear, how 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 fitted, ideally, or, or un, how fitted or how 
casual you want the suit to feel or how much you, room you want. So, um, but once you put it on, that's gonna dictate like, hey, maybe let's take out a half inch of the thigh or, um, you know, I want things a little bit snugger. I would say three out of every four suits are good to go by then. Really? Yeah. So the first fitting, <clears throat> yeah. okay, that's great. It's a lot higher than probably three times as high. I bought as, some custom suits, that's, that's yeah. great. That's, yeah. Those are great numbers. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you're going back a lot of times. Like seven or eight times. Yeah. I've had that experience. And it's frustrating. It, you don't feel like it's they're doing it, it. It doesn't feel like it's part of the process, like it should be. It's more like, no, you didn't listen last time. Or you didn't get this part. It feels like negligence over care. And if you don't get it right service. that first alteration, at that point, you're just chopping everything up. Okay. I had a question about that. So how much give do you have on the fabric when the suit comes that first model? Mm -hmm. I mean, do you have more fabric inside that you cut off later so you have more play or? Uh, like we we added, there's there's probably two inches of extra length in the trouser. Okay. And then circumference wise, it's maybe about an inch all around. Okay. Uh, if we were to change something. I mean, we've had guys who have put on 20 pounds or lost 30 pounds in the, in the span of a month. And, and those are those are the things we're like, well, I mean, we try to do what we can, but don't, don't hold us to that at that point. Um, but it suit, a suit realistically should be good for probably a 12 pound swing either way. Okay, yeah. that's interesting to know. I can see that. Yeah, you'll feel it, but like it should be okay. As soon as one of my suits are tight, I'm like, oh my god, it makes some lifestyle changes. Real it's quick. it's the worst, especially when you're in an ill-fitting suit is terrible. It's the worst when you're in custom clothes because like when you gain a little bit of weight, you know immediately. Yes. Yeah. I agree. So you go through that. It's a four-week process. If it doesn't fit, what happens next? We'll take ever. We take care of everything. Okay. Obviously. Um, typically, we have we have someone here um, that takes care that does all of our alterations takes between seven and 10 days. Okay. Sometimes quicker. So after that initial fitting, seven to 10 days later. We'll have you in for that second fitting if needed. Okay. And then, yeah. Pretty, uh, we'll try to streamline it as much as we can. And where does a lot of your clientele, are they coming in here for weddings? Are they coming here for custom suits? What do you think the bulk of it is? Um, I would say the majority, well, let me, let me, let me take that back a little bit. Prior to COVID, the majority of our clients were lawyers and bankers. Okay. Um, when our wedding clientele has steadily been growing because there's just more and more, especially as custom suiting has become more quote unquote affordable. Yeah. Um, it seems like everyone's offering it. Everyone's offering it, but like. I know it can't be what it's supposed to be though. Yeah, if you're expecting to get a really good custom suit for 800 bucks, you're much better going off the suit supply and just buying something off the rack. Okay. Um, That's interesting, why is that? They do the volume, so they actually have good, they have pretty good silhouettes and they, they have good fabric because they do so much. Um, so, for example, we can pay, you know, if we're buying a, a nice Super 130s um, wool from, say, one of the better English mills, so like, say, Scabal or Dorme, we're probably going to pay 100, $190 to $220 a yard for okay. the fabric. It takes about three and a half yards for fabric alone. Sure, uh, okay, so the numbers so you, are right yeah, there immediately. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, if you're telling me they can do that, that'd, that'd be shocked. Um, but if Suit Supply is buying that same fabric, but instead of buying three and a half yards, they're buying, you know, 35,000 yards, probably half the price. Okay. If, if not, more of a discount. So, they, they have the ability to work things in that way. 
and break down those fabrics for us. So you have, how do you judge a fabric? How do you decide, how do you, how do you judge it? How much time do we have? As much time as you uh, want, as much time as you have. It, yeah, it's, uh, it's, learning about fabric is a whole new thing. This is, this is why I, I go to Italy and England and see like how it's actually made. Mm -hmm. The secret ingredient is the water. Water. Yeah. So it's the secret ingredient is the water. Um, they've been using the same water for hundreds of years. So that gives the water, the minerals, uh, gives the gives the fabric like its distinct properties. So you'll find that um, typically it, the fabric and the construction is part of it too. So for for example, Italian fabrics are generally woven two by one. So it means two threads this way and one thread this way. Okay. So like this. English fabrics are typically traditional are woven two by two which means English fabrics are typically a little bit more durable. I'm, I'm just saying the wide, widely, yeah, right? Wide they're, they're typically high, high a little bit more durable. Are they tighter then too? Yes, okay. yes. So they're more durable and they're a little bit heavier and they have a little bit more weight to them. Whereas Italian fabrics typically feel a little bit softer. Um, but then you have little things like an English gray fabric runs a little bit yellow on the color side, whereas an Italian fabric runs a little bit blue. It's just the water. Uh, water. The water. That's why you can't duplicate it when the fabric's made in like Asia or in South America. Um, Got it. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a shame because one of the traditional English fabric mills, uh, traditional traditional one. Now they they've outsourced everything to South America for their fabric production, and the quality has suffered. And you can tell immediately. Immediately. Okay. Yeah. And so you have the water, and they're making wool. Yeah, the wool comes from the same place for the most part. Okay. Uh, wool comes from New Zealand. I would say 90% of the wool comes from New Zealand. Okay. Yeah. What's the process look like? Like from from creating the fabric from where it's being uh, grown, what's that process in between? Um, when it's grown? You mean the, like when the, the, where the wool is grown? Where the, where where the, the wool sheep? Is, I, I've, the never, sheep yeah. I've never been. I guess that's next. Yeah. I've never been to New Zealand to kind of, kind of see that. But um, so, so they have the sheep. They take all the wool off. Yeah. They, they, I've only seen that wool in our, in our English. Mills. Okay, so they put that all together. Yeah. They send that to England or mm -hmm. Italy. So and then what happens from there? So there's two process. So there's two steps in the process. One is called the weaving process. Okay. Where where that's the construction where you're weaving everything into thread and then putting the fabric together. And the other part. What, what do those machines look like? Are those large? I mean, is this a very yeah? They're probably process? like from my chair to your chair. Okay. Uh, maybe a little bit longer. They're they're industrial machines. They they crank things out. If you just Google it, I'm sure you can find it. And they just press fabric together. It's pretty cool. Uh, and you can make some really unique fabric. So you once you once you kind of make the make the fabric, uh, the next step is you there's a finishing process as well. Is that the pattern? No, no, no. So th okay. the pattern is woven in. Okay. So it's like one thread this way, right? So imagine like. So are it, they dyeing the fabric for all this happen? Yes, they they dye it first. Okay. They dye the thread, and then they'll put like say say you have um, we're in both in solids, but say like. Your tie, for example, mm -hmm. it's got it's got gold and blue in it, mm -hmm. right? So they'll have like one thread of gold, one thread, two threads of blue, and it'll be like two two blue, one gold, or two two. And blue. The machines are handling that yes, pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it goes really fast. And who decides what the patterns are? All right. So at each fabric mill that we carry, they have their own designers that they come out with new fabrics every season. Um, similar to how finished products are come out, like, you know, they come out with new styles every season. They yeah. come out with new fabric every season. So they have in-house designers that do that. And you see a lot of people knocking off that fabric, not just the designs. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, yeah. So then, and then, and then there's a finishing process, which means 
if without finishing, all the fabric is gonna kind of feel similar in terms of roughness. Okay. Uh, sometimes like you'll feel something like, oh, that's really soft or, or et cetera. Like that's the finishing process. It's done in a separate plant. And what does that look like? It's it's different for, for everything. So like, I mean, to make it as simple as possible. So say you're going to make a water resistant fabric, that's when they're gonna put on like the Teflon or whatever to make the fabric water resistant. Or if you wanna make the fabric wind resistant, that's when they put on the membrane in the back to make it windproof. Okay. Yeah. And so the, you said the roughness or the smoothness of it. So the I natural fabric is gonna dictate some of that too, like the quality. So how you, people hear that supers number and they, they think that's like everything, right? So I was curious about that. So we have, what's the range? Uh, I mean, technically you can start from 80s. Uh, well, you have polyesters, which don't count. Right? You okay. can start prob prob probably from 80s. You can go all the way up to 220s. And what does uh, that mean? It means how much you're gonna pay. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean towards the fabric? What's it, the difference? It, yeah, so, so it's measured by a micron level. Micron level? Okay. Yeah, um, and that like, you know, and then the higher, higher the number typically, the nicer the fabric. Um, but why is it nicer? It's softer. It's softer. It, is, it is actually So softer. is it more fabric? Is it more material? It's more microns. So yeah. it's more microns. So the higher the number is the more microns. Yeah. What's a micron? I don't know. It's, it's really hard to like, really get in depth i'm already impressed it, it, yeah. yeah 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 it's 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 a lot to get in depth into everything but just think about it as the supers number is not the biggest the most important thing to to hark on some some people who haven't had a custom suit before are like i want a super 150 suit like okay it doesn't mean anything really it means right? it means if you want something 150 is above it means one from us at least that suit's probably going to cost you at least 4500 bucks okay uh and, and and two that suit's not going to be the most durable thing in the world so if you're wearing that same suit once a, once a week uh it's not going to last you a full calendar year okay That's good just because of how like fine the fabric is so if you're one of our lawyers for us it helps saying like if one of our lawyers comes in and he's like i want to I want a work suit where I'm gonna realistically, I'm gonna wear this suit once a week for court, for, for work, once a week. Um, I need something durable. Something between a super 110s and a 130s will last you a calendar year. But even at that point, that's about 50 wears. Um, that's pretty much the shelf life of like a high-end suit. Okay. That's- uh, 50 wears. Now are you, in, what's your, what are your thoughts on dry cleaning? As needed. So that's typically between every six to eight wears for the, for the, for the most part. Sounds reasonable to me. Yeah. yeah, but what happens is like, you, and you'll notice when a suit is, when, when a fabric is kind of fading, but, but not actually fading, it's getting old um, when it becomes like really shiny, especially yeah. like when, at, on your elbows and et cetera. On, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. that's when you know the fabric is kind of like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. time to replace that. But most guys aren't wearing a suit 50 times. So 50 times is gonna last you, for most for most guys, it's gonna last you four or five years without a problem. Makes sense. What about pressing? Just press is necessary Yeah, pressing, well. pressing is the way to go. What really breaks down the suit? Chemicals. Okay. Yeah. Because it's everything, again, everything in our product is natural. So from the wool suit, from the wool fabric to the horse hair and camel hair, canvassing inside, uh, every, everything is natural, so. So let's talk about that, horse hair, or camel hair inside? Yeah, 
horse and camel hair uh, canvassing. We use two different kinds. One's custom made in Italy for our English silhouette, and, and the other ones are made. In, I'm sorry, made in Germany, and the other ones are made in Italy. Um, that really just determines how nice the suit is. So like you'll, and people say like full canvas versus half half canvas. That's not the issue. What does that mean? Half canvas means typically from this chest piece to here. Okay. Full canvas means all the way down the entire lapel. Um, that's not really like the biggest thing uh, because. If you want a lighter weight jacket, you want it half canvas. You don't want it full canvas. Is that similar to a deconstructed jacket? Uh, no, it's okay. a little bit different, separate as well. Um, that's that's taking out other other parts. So like you don't want shoulder pads. Like you don't want any padding in there. And Got that it. Stuff like that. And this good like summer jacket. And someone was like, it's deconstructed. I had no idea. I'm like, it's a deconstructed yeah. jacket. Yeah. And I was like, it's very light. Yeah. Is that what that means? Yeah. Sometimes. They'll take out the canvassing as well, but that's very, very tricky to do. Okay. Because um, then it just won't look like a suit anymore, or it won't look like an actual. Jacket. So is the canvassing holding its its shape? Yes. So uh, so um, so because our everything we do is again handmade and it's a floating canvas, which means you can like pick a pick apart the two layers of the actual fabric. It's like on this lapel here. Yeah. So you can pick the fabric apart, and you can feel that there's a there's a layer of canvas inside. Okay. On um, most off the rack suits, it's it's glued, so you, so you, you can't really pick it all apart because and then, it's and then it ends up like folding and yeah right yes yeah especially once you once you dry clean it. So when we say avoid dry cleaning uh, as much as you can, because sometimes high heat will adhere or a bad dry cleaning will adhere the fabric to that. Is that called a bonded suit or yeah? It's bonded? called a fuse. It's called fuse construction. Fuse construction. Fuse construction. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's something that unfortunately sometimes can happen with a really poor dry cleaning. We've had dry cleaners destroy our buttons before. They've melted our buttons before. Again, we're not using plastic buttons. We use um, we use genuine horn buttons or mother of pearl buttons. Horn? <clears throat> yeah. Like made from animals' horn? Yes. That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. It's not. It's, it's sustainably sourced, obviously. Uh, so it's not like we're killing rhinos. Yeah. Right. Um, don't what animals wanna, do don't want to do that? Um, that's a good question. I'd have to get back to you on that, but we have a wide range of them. So I mean, a plastic button has to cost pennies. Not even. Not even. Uh, yeah, a fraction of a penny. And a horn button. Is that right? If I call it a yeah, horn button, yeah, it's like a proper term. Like, like dollars. Dollars. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of we don't try to skimp on any of our materials. Even when it comes to linings, people tend to think that Japanese Bemberg is the best lining you can get because okay. that's kind of what's widely available. Japanese Bemberg is typically like two to three dollars a yard. Um, the silk we use is thirty-five dollars a yard. Big difference. Yeah. No <laughs> one else is doing silk. I mean, that's just overkill, but we do it because it feels better. Yeah. When you walk in here, what should someone expect to spend? On the, on the bottom end, but it's um, all the way to the high. So I would say like realistically, we're going to get you a suit and shirt. A suit probably in the $27.95 to $29.95. That's probably like if you're saying something that you're gonna wear a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I would say at least 50% of our suits come out in that range. Okay. Um, if we wanted to go crazy, I mean, we have access, again, we have access to all the crazy fabrics. So whether that's, you know, Skabal has a treasure, ba treasure box fabric, which is, uh, which is either pinstripes or, or pin dots, and those pinstripes are either 24 karat gold and or platinum. 
So it's the thread that's coated in wow. gold or platinum. Okay. Um, that's that's about $35,000. That has to look special. Yeah, Has we someone... have we have one. I'll show you afterwards. Oh, awesome. Okay. Uh, we have the not just the fabric. We have one made up. Um, so I saw a number of headshots up there of all those people got in suits here. Yes. That's really yeah, cool. those are all ours. What's the most someone's ever spent on a suit? I mean, we've done outside of the treasure box. We've done we've done you know a few you know ten thousand, twelve thousand dollar coats. Okay. Um, that's. That's when you're getting into 100% but not 100% like 100% cashmere's will run you probably like 7,500. Um, that's this is when you're getting into cashmere and vicuña blends. It's vicuña. Vicuña is a rare, it's an extremely rare. Shoot, where is it? It's not a goat. It might be a goat. Can you look it up? Yeah, yeah, right. we have it. Um, but shoot, I should know this. I'm just blanking right now, but it's, okay. it's it's extremely rare. It's softer than cashmere. It's probably like softer than cashmere. It's probably like 25, 30. Cashmere, you just want to go to sleep. No, no, no. It's like 25, 30 percent softer than cashmere. Wow. Um, it's extremely rare. It's extremely expensive. Um, so that's probably when you're getting into a cashmere vicuña blend. We do have pure vicuña as well. Um, we would price out a pure vicuña coat again, probably in the thirty thousand dollar range uh in, in two different weights um for reference laurel piano does a pure vicuña coat they sell for forty five thousand. okay yeah it's, it's crazy if you were to custom make that where would it be <clears throat> it'd be about thirty thousand. Thirty thousand. yeah it's nice it is nice <clears throat> Do you, does anyone need it no no um, one needs a lot of this stuff you know it's, you, you need like you need things the nice suit, reality but, is someone could go to men's warehouse but those that person's never going to walk in here this is for something special, I feel, or for someone who just wants a respectable wardrobe because they need to look respectable every day. I don't agree with that men's warehouse statement. Okay. Uh, you think no one should go there? No, 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 no. Only because we've been there, okay. right? Yeah, and now, absolutely. Look, now we're here, right? I, I remember my first day, I was like, I'm gonna get three suits. I'm gonna get a, a gray, a brown, or a, a gray, a blue, and a black suit. Yeah, yeah. I walked in, it wasn't men's warehouse, I went to the other place. Joseph A. Bank. Joseph A. Bank. Buy yeah. one, get seven free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've all been there. So yeah. like, uh, I don't wanna rule that, rule that out. I mean, we, we're oftentimes not the first place someone has gone for a suit. And, and oftentimes not the first place someone has gone for a custom suit. We wanna be, that, we wanna be the last place someone I like that, that's good. What really differentiates you? I mean, you've mentioned a lot of different things, but when you were looking for suits, what didn't you find that made you really want to do this? I didn't find anything I was happy with fit-wise. Uh, fabrics, again, so other people can get access to, I'd probably say 40% of the fabrics we have access to. We have some unique relationships, um, but the fit is never right. Uh, again, it just looks like it's someone, someone like, designed it for very, very poorly, or construction is very, very poor. Um, so to be able to have all of that, it was, it's, I mean, this is purely born of a passion project. I just wasn't happy with myself, so I figured I would do it myself. Never thought we would get here. Um, but then we're always trying to continually improve as well. So we've kind of added these models over the years. So we started with just, just starting English and uh, seven years ago when we decided to rebrand. And then we added on the Milanese, and then we added on the Neapolitan, and then we added on the Roman. So we're always trying to add new things as well, and, and women's, and, and our newest product, which which is what I should be harking about, is the shirt that I'm wearing right now. I like that shirt. I noticed it when I walked in. Yeah. It looked, it, so I love when you don't have that top button button, not the top, like the second yeah. button, yeah. and it still 
hangs tall yeah. the whole time yeah. looks really good. So so the secret of this is, so this is a one piece collared shirt. Okay. Um, it was invented in Naples, um, probably 1930s. Um, it's, it's been around here or there. So when you say that top button, there's actually no button. There's nothing right there. There's okay. no button at all. Okay. Uh, so there's no top button. There's no second button. So, so there's this no first, tie ever this, with that. This first button is essentially the third button on your shirt. Got it. Yes. So it's yes. always meant to be worn open. It sits high. Yeah. But it sits open. The it's whole very time. impressive how it sits. And it doesn't like ever do the fall. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I was um, wearing a suit yesterday. I had that problem all day long. Yeah. Every time I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh, this isn't the look I'm going it's for. It's great as a casual shirt as well. So you can wear it, you know, with or without a jacket. Um, so this shirt has been, we didn't invent this style of shirt. What we did invent is this fabric. Uh, it's our own proprietary bamboo cloth. Okay. Um, it is the ultimate dress shirt. So we came out with this fabric maybe a little less than two years ago, just to try it out in white and blue. Um, so we, we, I came across bamboo fabric a while ago, but bamboo has always been used in athleisure or it's used in bed sheets where, the, where either you need stretch or you don't. Um, what is unique about our fabric is that it's got just a, the right amount of stretch to actually still look like a dress shirt, but then kick Lululemon's shirt's ass, like in terms of performance. Okay. Um, so it's moisture wicking, it's odor resistant, wrinkle Really, resistant. all those things? Yes, all, all of those things. But it still looks like a dress shirt. That's, yeah. what, that's first and foremost. And, but it feels better than anything else I've got. Um, and, and, and I mean, this is the, this is kind of where we're putting our brand behind. Um, we're launching this shirt uh, shortly for e-commerce, um, and we're going to try to see what we can do with it because we are like. So the reason why we decided to do ready to wear for this shirt and, and do it for e-commerce is that in the year and six months that we tr tested this out for our custom clientele one out of every two guys came back from work after they had one. Okay. So that's a pretty good hit rate. So we're like, you know what, let's let's try this. Because this is, again, it's our own proprietary fabric. No one else has it. And what's going to be the price point on that shirt? Uh, off the rack, it's 178 Okay. Yeah. So not bad. It's not, I mean, it's it's like maybe $10, $15 more than your Lululemon dress shirt. But you can't wear that with I didn't a, even know Lululemon made a dress shirt. Yeah, but you, it's not a dress shirt. You can't wear it with a suit. Right? Okay. Like, so you can wear it with jeans, but you can wear this with jeans, but you can also wear this. You can wear that with anything. It's perfect COVID, post-COVID suit or <laughs> yeah. shirt. Because, um, I mean, when you think about it, it, if because it doesn't wrinkle and doesn't smell, you can just throw it on your chair and wear it. You know, when you have a Zoom call, just pick it up. Yeah. But when the world resumes too, and when you, you know, for our consultants, for our traveling or whatever, you can wear it three days in a row. No one will be any wiser because, again, it's not going to wrinkle. It's not going to smell. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I have not wash or i oh ends machine washable so i have so not, that's huge yeah, yeah um so i've had this shirt um i machine washed it maybe a couple maybe a week ago but yeah it's it's, it's game changer so will you offer that with a top button yeah so we have two ver we have three versions in white and blue <clears throat> um we have it in a one-piece collar we have it in a regular button-up uh spread collar and then we have it in a tuxedo shirt in white as well. Okay. And is there any trick to getting that collar to stay up like that? It's like what? How is the shirt constructed 
So it does that. So this, this shirt, yes. there's a button here on the inside. Okay. Um, that keeps it up. But also just the construction. It's called a one-piece collar because this can, this piece of fabric continuously runs up and all the way around. Can I see that? So if you see here, yeah. this kind of continuously. So if you feel your collar, yeah. your collar stops here and then there's another piece on top. That's that's the actual collar you see. Okay. See what I'm saying? Yeah. This is just one continuous piece. All the way through. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. It's a lot more difficult to make. So what made you want to do those? It looks cool. Yeah. 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 It looks great. It looks great. And especially like in a world where we're getting away from ties more and more, uh, it's, it's, it's the perfect shirt. What do you think about suits that have a little stretch to them? If done properly, if it's the right fabric, uh, it can be great. And, and we, we're big advocates for that, especially uh, because we do work with a lot of bigger guys. Yeah. Um, it, it makes it can make a huge difference. So it's like when you get jeans with two percent stretch, it doesn't sound like a whole lot, but it makes all the those difference stretch jeans are a right? game changer too. Yeah. yeah. But the issue sometimes is sometimes if not if the fabric isn't made correctly, once you stretch it out, it just stays there, and then it's gonna stretch out more, and then it's gonna stretch out more, and then it loses its shape. Okay. So it doesn't look like a suit anymore. So that's why. Your again, your Lululemon blazer or or those casual brands are all coming out with this like swacket or blazer or whatever. Swacket? Yeah, they call it like a yeah sweatshirt jacket. Yeah. Okay. Or, or whatever they want to yeah, call yeah, them. They call these these casual jackets. They look they don't look like jackets like sport coats. They just look super casual um, because they use fabric that's got too much give. Okay, got it. Yeah, it doesn't hold its shape. It doesn't look. They don't use any proper canvassing. Um, it just doesn't look like a sport coat. It just looks like. Yeah, you might be able to get it. You might be able to wear that, you know, if you work in San Francisco. You can't wear that in New York. So I'm of the philosophy where everything that we make, you should be able to wear on Wall Street, but you can feel like, you know, you're working in a tech office. Okay. When someone's thinking about doing this, what type of questions should they be asking? What should they be thinking about when they want custom suits or custom clothing? Uh, it starts with an evaluation probably of what your personal style is like. Um, we don't, we never want to put you outside of your comfort zone. So if you are someone that really prefers to wear blues, we don't want to talk you into wearing gray. So like we want to kind of see where you are. If you want to come in here saying like, I want to push my boundaries a little bit, then we might throw in like the purple jacket or, or something. It's classic. You had a really pretty purple. Yeah. Back I saw yeah. a really good color on the um, left side. So we might be able to push you a little bit there, but we want you to kind of have a, have a gauge of what you're looking for as opposed to us just trying to show you everything. Mm -hmm. but then that hour is going to turn into two or three, and that's just it's just a lot. Not only it's a lot for lot for us, but for you to look at, you know, three thousand fabrics, everything's going to look gray at the end. Like you, <laughs> you know, like we we don't want to do that either. So. Just have it. Just have, be able to evaluate kind of like what where your comfort zone is, but also what you need. Um, we we also don't want to make you something where, like, yeah, I want this something. Like, it's kind of like if you buy a bright yellow car, you're stuck with it. You know, it's not like you we can't really return return this. So no. if you if you buy a bright yellow suit, I mean, we'll make it, but but like. I imagine you charge the credit card first day. <laughs> <laughs> we, we take a we, we either take it all or we take a fifty percent 
uh, deposit. Yeah, I could definitely see some people coming in and be like, this isn't what I want. It's like, no, this is exactly what you picked out. Yeah. You just have some... Uh, we, we don't have that very often, okay. luckily. Um, we, we are very sensible in trying to talk to our clients about what it's going to actually look like full like fully made up might look a little bit too bright or especially for weddings we're like hey let's that might look a little too crazy um last thing we want especially for weddings is is someone that'd be like look back in five years at their wedding photos and like, what, what was i thinking yeah no. so you have a number of cuff and collar options back there mm -hmm. Can we go through those for the shirt yeah yeah sure yeah let's do it so we have cuffs and collars here. Mm -hmm. I see a number of different styles and I also see numbers on the back, which is pretty nice. I imagine that's for identifying it. Yes. So how many options do we have? Um, there are more than more than these. Uh, we have 10 collars out to okay. select from. Um, most guys are, it's pretty easy to identify. Widespread? Not super widespread. We Typically the bread and butter is a semi-spread. Okay. Um, which one is that here? It would, it would be this. Yeah, so that's what most of my shirts are. fits with, yeah, it's very similar to your collar. Fits with most style of tie. Um, but it also looks good, looks okay open. That's the big thing, right? Because sometimes I, when I have a tie, I, I think I got a super widespread and I didn't even realize that's what I was doing. And the tie doesn't look right because there's too much space around it. It's just, it, David Beckham does it really well. So okay. if you want some, yeah, style inspiration. He does that, he does that look really well. But it, and he does a really small knot. He does a four hand okay. knot. But, um, so if you want something to typically, if you want something not to stand up, or to stand up on its own, you either put a button on the inside or you do a point collar. What's a point collar? Point collar is more like cut open, cut more, less open. Got it. Um, but then this leaves less room for a tie, for a knot. Got so it. So you can't tie a bigger knot. Daniel Craig wears this pretty well. Okay. But it just depends. Um, do you often have people say, I saw this or they'll bring something in? Yes. I can yeah. see that a lot. That's okay. helpful. That's helpful. Yeah. It is helpful. It gives you some inspiration of yeah. what they're trying to go yeah. towards. Yeah. We have some, we, I mean, we've shot a lot of photography on our end and we have pretty good, we have really striking photos mm -hmm. and we have, you know, a decent lookbook on our website, but with this many fabrics, there's only so much you can shoot. Yeah. You um, know, that's how I found you. I found you from a photographer actually. Oh yeah. That's who gave me the idea. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Um, so yeah. So what do we have here? What are these different options? So on top we have probably the least used, least chosen ones. There's a mandarin collar and then um, a tuxedo, mm -hmm. a wingtip collar. Then we kind of get into these are our super Italian collars. So this is this is a an Italian spread or a, a cutaway collar. This is our one piece, which is what I have on. That's okay. Yep. Um, so when you say cutaway, does that mean anything in particular? It just what? It's, it's just it's like flares up like this on the on the back end. Got it. A little bit. Yeah. So like, yeah. Okay. So it's over here on the side. Yeah. Then we have uh, semi spread, spread, English spread. Then this is our one piece collar with a button. Do a lot of people do this though. Um, the one the button on the outside. So we can put a button on any of these collars. Uh, the button on the outside makes it more casual. Yeah. So typically you don't wear that with a suit unless- I picture a sweater, right? Like someone over a sweater. I feel like I see that all the time. So it's not a bad look. Yeah. I mean, JFK rocked out a lot of it, so. It's that casual, hey, this is who I am. It's what JFK wore, so It's like, a very humble yeah. look, I feel yeah. like. That's what you're going yeah, yeah. for. You're trying to let people bring their guard down. Yeah, yeah. Doing that. yeah, and then we have an English point collar, and then this is the one piece collar without any buttons. This is kind of cool. Yeah. It seems 
riskier and bold. Yeah, definitely riskier and bold. Is that simple? No. It's this without the button. Uh, Is that without the button? Yeah. Okay. So it kind of it can go outside of your jacket if you want for that retro I don't look. I like that at all. Um, but it, it, you don't have to wear it outside your jacket. Okay. Yeah. So we have some other cool stuff here. This is all this fabric. This was so impressive. I walked in yeah. and I saw all this. This is our fabric wall. Um, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. I mean, we, how do you even keep track? Like, I mean, how do you know to go to this book versus this book? Um, this is, there's a lot of trainings. Uh, so we, we, we have really good relationships with our vendors, with our fabric mills, obviously. Uh, and then we do a lot of training on our end with our staff about, you know, what we like and, and what makes each fabric unique. So um, the fabrics, we kind of like, there's, I wouldn't say there's a bottom shelf, but there's you know definitely a top shelf. So Laura Piana, Scabal, and Dorme, those are probably your most well-known mills. That's these three companies here? Yeah, yeah. Laura Piana makes ready-to-wear clothing, like finished garments as well. So uh, so they're probably the most well-known, but Scabal and, and Dorme have been merchants in the fabric world for you know 200 years or so. They've, they've been making things for the, for the English forever. So I bet the average person thinks of what you do and they're like, okay, so if I want a suit or I want a shirt, I come here. But I imagine, do you make raincoats? We do. We do everything suiting adjacent. Okay. Uh, so top coats, raincoats, top raincoats, sports coats, parkas, parkas, bombers. Okay. Um, so if you want a winter jacket, you can come here and make oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Do you have um, an example of it? Yeah, let me go grab one. So this is our newest one. Um, so it is fur line. It's a parka that's fur line. Um, it's also on the hood. Yeah, looks it's a nice. cashmere parka that's for a line. So we've been oh, doing cashmere. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. So we've been doing this for a while without uh, the fur, but we decided to take it up a notch. It's completely removable. This is our sample, um, the finished product. So we'll, this is the lining you can take out. Yeah. So it, it. this is completely removable. Um, this is our sample. The finished product will have. Uh, it'll be mink or rabbit fur. Nice. What are the garments that people have you make? Especially with women's clothing. Well, this is our newest. Teddies are super hot That's for, nice. for women right now. Um, is that magnetic? No. No. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not magnetic. It's a it's a it's a clasp button. Um, most parkas are really rough in texture because the fabric is just not that great. But if you feel this, this is actually still it's an elevated parka. It's nice and soft. So, so you'd call this a parka? What makes a parka a parka? Because I think parka, I think of a winter coat. I'm sorry, did I say parka? A teddy, teddy coat. Teddy coat, okay. Teddy coat, sorry. And teddy, I mean teddy bear, right? Yeah, what's well, called a teddy, teddy, teddy fabric. Yeah. Teddy fabric? Yeah. Yeah, this is cool. This is, my wife would look great. Yeah, parkas in terms of, again, it's, it's, it's gonna be dressier than what you think of in terms of like, say a Canada goose coat, but mm -hmm. this, is a, this is our version of a parka. So it's, um, so we use Laura Piana Storm System fabric, which means the fabric is water resistant and still feels great and windproof yeah yeah so that's what gives it warmth it is insulated but what really keeps you warm is the fact that no wind is getting in there okay yeah. so i noticed you're doing side straps for your suit that's kind of that's my favorite look i wish when i had some suits made i thought about it more. yeah uh what other customizations can someone make on a suit you can draw it you can show us a picture if i can draw it we can make it but what are some things like, I know slanted pockets or people so, have the so surgeon's cuffs. Pleats like and that. cuffs are in right now. Okay. Oh, every jacket has working cuffs. Okay. Um, uh, that's just something that like people charge you for where, where they really shouldn't. It should be standard. Yeah, everything, I mean, if you're getting a custom suit, it should have a Everything's included. Um, 
So for example, a lot of people can do, a lot of people do surgeon cuffs, uh -huh. right? Um, but no one makes a buttonhole as clean as this. So it's wider right here? No, 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 this buttonhole, like completely done by hand. No one does a handmade buttonhole like that. Okay. Except us. I mean, you can compare. I know your suits are nicer than mine, so <laughs> that's okay. But so but, what's what's the difference here looking at these two? So you just see the finishing. I mean, it just, like every, every Yours stitch. is tighter. Yeah. It's absolutely tighter. Yeah. That's the difference between sewing machine and by hand. You just can't do that on machine. Okay. But also most, no one by hand can make it this neat as well. It looks very good. Yeah. So pockets, side straps. Side, side tabs uh, for two reasons. One, um, for ego purposes, I guess. Um, for, when, for for my ego. Really? Your ego? For my ego. Uh, when trousers are made for you, there's no need for a belt. So I, I completely agree with that. And the belt, a belt is like a break in the look. Yeah, that's, I, that's the second point. I, I don't like it. I'd rather have every pants I own to be like that. So that's the second point. So, I mean, you're tall, so you can get away with it, but visually a belt breaks you up in half. Yeah. So when you don't have a belt, it gives everyone a little bit more height. Oh, that makes perfect sense. So if you're a little shorter, you should absolutely have that. Yeah, like I'm I'm the average American male what, height. Five, but 10? I, I'll take it. Take I'm, it? Okay. Yeah, I've never, yeah, I got 5'10 once. <laughs> um, but what it, what it really does is like for, so like I have shorter le legs that are slightly shorter than average. Um, so what I do is I wear a slightly higher waisted trouser and then I don't do a belt and kind of gives, visually gives you a little bit more height. That makes sense. What other tricks like that can a man take when he's looking for a garment, when he's trying to dress himself and look better? There's a lot of things there. Um, so like one of the biggest th mistakes we see in, in men's suiting is that you see all these like really short jackets. Okay. Or like the, it's coming up to here or so, right? Yeah. Or, I notice that all the time. Or in the back, or in the back, not just jacket, shirt as well. And yeah. Not to name, not to name brands, but there is a specific shirt brand that all they do is just make short shirts and they say wear it untucked. Um, it's not a good look. Yeah. So what happens when you cut something short, whether it's a jacket or a shirt, is that uh, it draws everything up, so it makes even someone who is fit or lean, it makes, unless you're really skinny, it makes you look short and Oh, because it's taking length away from you. Yeah. It so makes therefore you, you're gonna look rounder. Yes. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so like the whole philosophy of that company makes no sense to me. Um, so proper length is really important. Well, I think it's for the guys wearing those sweaters again, so they have like a little tab coming out on the side. Uh, I don't know. Uh, for some reason, it works for them, but uh, like every time I, I see that, I just, it's, a, it's a big pet peeve of mine. If someone's coming in here, what should they know before they come in? What should they be prepared to talk about? I think as a brand, as a whole, um, we're not going to really be apologetic about our price point. That's not something, that, that is what it is. You know that coming in here, right? Uh, most, <laughs> most, so. most guys do. Um, but you also, know, uh, you also are gonna get the best suit that you, that's available in the city. I can guarantee that. You're gonna get the best customer service. Um, People see the price point and they think like we're stuck up guys or guys and gals and we're gonna be like really, we're, we're not. I mean, we're, we want this to be kind of as casual as possible. Like out of this, I've built a lot of new friendships. I have, I'm able to touch a wide variety of people across almost every single industry. So, it's, it. so it's really cool and yeah. like, you get to know. That's how I feel about what I do. Like I meet people everywhere. Yeah. And, like, you know, the general idea of a real estate agent is like this pretentious jerk. 
It's like there are some in the city. That's oh, for sure. There's definitely some. Yeah. It's like even my look. Like, you know what this look is? This is the like suit look that I'm going for. I have the I have this belt. I don't. I didn't buy this belt buckle for one. It was a gift. Yeah. But like, I'm not a big fan. But I feel like it fits the role that some people are expecting. Yeah. And yesterday, I was way more casual. I was I was actually with an NFL player. It's like, okay, I'm gonna dress t for you. Right. Like, I try to dress for what I'm going into because if I'm overdressed and I'm stuffy, like, what's the person I'm with? How are they gonna feel? Right. Right. I mean, so. Our motto is no compromise. So we don't want to compromise in terms of, and it's, we don't want to compromise in terms of look. We also don't want to compromise in terms of quality. We also don't want to co compromise in terms of performance and feel. So we're able to, we're going to take all three of those things. And we're going to kind of create the perfect product. And that's, that's what we're trying to do. Performance is interesting. When I think about a suit, I would never think of performance, but you're right. I mean, I've split the pants of a few suits for sure. And the performance was off, right? Like something wasn't where it was supposed to Probably be. Probably the fit is part of that. Yeah. That as well. Um, fit and performance of the fabric. There's a, there's a lot of things that kind of go into it. Um, if you want something that's super skin tight, I mean, you, you're going to run that risk no matter what, right? So. Yeah. And sometimes you're getting into a car and you're like, I gotta like hop into this. Yeah, I, yeah. Can't, I can't even put yeah, my leg yeah, up yeah, like that. Yeah. We're, we're luckily past that stage of kind of. Super think, tight clothes. Yeah, I think, I think, so. I think I mid so. 2010s we ran into because in the 90s everything was super way over like hilariously oversized. Mm -hmm. um, and then we ran into the 2010s where everything was like skin tight, skin yeah. tight. Um, I think we're luckily we're back to and, and this is kind of weird that people don't think about this, but men's suiting in the 80s was really sharp. So if you look at Michael Jordan's suits, even like if you watch the Last Dance documentary or his suits in the 80s, like Doug Collins was the coach because he was in a suit all the time. Those suits were sharp and they were cut very, very well, like classically cut. We're, we're trending back towards that, which is nice. So it's good because I can see someone's junk in their suit. Yeah. If there's something wrong. Yeah. Like, hey guys, if you're, that's the case, you, your suits are way. James tight. Bond is, uh, his suiting has gone downhill recent, in recent years as well. In that, in that direction. So, uh, it's too tight. The last time he was dressed well was probably. I know, I know that Spectre Midnight Blue tuxedo kind of took off, but um, Casino Royale was probably the last time he was properly dressed. Okay. So to finish off, whether someone comes here or anywhere, when they're going and getting a custom suit made, what should they really keep in mind? So keep in mind that <clears throat> you're in charge. So um, they might, Whoever, whether it be us or anyone else, they're gonna to try to steer you in certain certain areas, but just tell them what you're comfortable with, tell them what you're looking for. So again, you're in charge, um, but listen to the advice they're gonna give you because they're experts on it, right? Um, we're not gonna go in and tell you how to do, we're gonna tell you like, say I'm hiring an, an attorney for, for closing, right? Or, or I'm going to look at a house. I'm gonna tell you like what I want, but I don't know what happens in an inspection. I don't yeah. know like what asbestos, the average guy doesn't know what asbestos are, or, or, you know, they're not going to look at, you know, they're not going to look at a, the foundation like you are, right? So they know a broad picture, they know the broad strokes, but it's for you, for us to kind of fill in those details. Um, so we're here to help and we want you to, we want to make something that, you know, you're, you're going to be happy with, we're going to be, we're going to be happy with. Um, but at the end of the day, we want you to be out there. That's great. Well, I'm gonna go find some horn buttons, and <laughs> I really appreciate you doing don't, this. Don't, 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 don't kill anything. <laughs> okay. Good. Thank you for this. Yeah. See thanks. You.